Hello, and welcome back to the Relove Podcast, everyone. I am so glad that you are here. I'm your host, Dr. Izzy Spencer. I'm an author, a coach, and I help brilliant magical women just like you to create love. And it is a very practical podcast. So I'm speaking through listener questions and people write into me. You are also welcome to write in if you would like me to answer your question anonymously on the podcast and get some free dating and relating advice. And I also really want to mention that I speak through the lens of self-love. So a big part of the Relove method is about dating from a place of unconditional self-love and self-acceptance. So we're coming back into our hearts. We're coming back into our sense of intrinsic self-worth, actually, and really holding ourselves as we're navigating the dating process in a really juicy, sovereign way. So with that being said, let's dive into the question for today's episode, which I love, which is the question, when is the right time to kiss? And the reason why I love this is that there's such a vulnerability in this question, right? Because on one level, the answer is simple. Of course, like you kiss when it feels right. You know, you kiss someone when you like them, when you're attracted to them. Yes. And what I also want to acknowledge that that simple answer is actually relatively difficult to implement in the current context. And what I mean by that is that the digital dating moment is obviously something which is really new. We're still working out like what are all the current social norms. And many people that I work with have had a period of being in a long-term relationship and now are coming out and confronting a very different dating landscape than has ever existed for them in the past, or they've gone through a period of intentional celibacy. I did a podcast episode on this recently as well. So people who are taking an intentional period of alone time prior to coming back into the dating world and dating in a much more conscious and intentional way about what it is that they want to create for their lives and what it is that they want to create in terms of a relationship. This is very common. You know, there's a lot of research that shows that people during the pandemic have had this sometimes enforced alone time, obviously, but also this real collective re-examining of themselves, of their values and their priorities as we are, you know, in what is, of course, a challenging period for the planet. And so we are living in an increasingly VUCA world. So that means volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And so it's only natural that we start to wonder how do we navigate this new world? And it's not just for people who are coming into the dating world, you know, in their 40s or their 50s. I even have clients in their 20s and their 30s who have had a period of not dating because of relationships or because of having this intentional pause. And, you know, at 30 years old or at 28, they're coming into the digital landscape saying, I literally have no idea what to do. And I'm a digital native. Like, I don't know how to conduct myself. I don't know how to show up. I don't know how to present myself. I don't know how to speak with others in this environment because it's so alien to the way that I connected with my partner 10 years ago when we were at university and we just went out and got drunk and hooked up. But since that time, I've had a spiritual awakening and I'm pretty sober. And now all of my friends are coupled up and it's not as easy for me to meet a friend of a friend or to be in a real life context where I'm just sort of getting to know somebody and realizing that I like them and reading the cues over time and then sort of getting together. You know, of course, when you're in a situation where what it is that you're doing is that you're meeting people online. And when you're meeting in person, you're basically meeting a stranger from the internet. Like it is entirely different. So if what you are wondering right now is like in this new context, what do I do? When's the right time to kiss? Then you're certainly not alone. And another thing 
actually, which has nothing to do with the internet, but might also guide the asking of this question is if you are at a stage in your life where you are seriously dating, like if you were dating for marriage or if you were dating for a long-term serious relationship, if you're feeling ready to settle down and become a mother, you know, and you're looking at your potential partners through the lens of, hey, is this someone that I can really build a home with? Is this someone I can build a family with? Is this someone I can build a life with? versus like, oh yeah, you seem nice or seem hot, like sure, like let's get together and just see what happens, you know. And that's actually a timeless thing because regardless of whether you're dating on the internet or in real life, regardless if you're dating in 2022, which is the time that I am recording this podcast episode, or if you're dating in the 1980s, or I'm sure if you're dating in the 2040s or the 2050s or whatever, there will be that period where you've gone through like your rite of passage, right? Where you've gone from being maiden, so to speak, and you're coming into more of the mother energy, regardless of whether you are going to, or you want to have biological children. It's like a shift in consciousness from when you're playing around and having fun and of course, wanting to be in love, but also having other priorities. And then there is that shift, right? Where there's that moment and sometimes it's biological, you know, sometimes it's just a shift in priorities, realizing actually, you know what, it is the right time for me to be looking uh, for something a little bit different or looking in a bit of a different way in terms of the types of suitors I'm engaging with or the types of people that I'm choosing to invest my time and energy in, quite frankly. All right. So with all of that being said, this is why I think it's a really amazing question. (laughs) When is the right time to kiss? All right. So I'm going to answer this question through the lens of the Relove Wheel. And if you're not familiar with the Relove Wheel, wheel number two, I invite you to go over to my website, Ezzy Spencer, and check it out. EzzySpencer.com. I should have said my Instagram is Ezzy Spencer. It is there too. If you scroll down, I should do another post actually. And so it's up there at the top. And so the wheel number two, wheel number one, actually just for, it's just so it makes sense in terms of the way that I'm explaining it. Wheel number one has the eight elements of self-love. So unconditional self-love and self-acceptance, or at least committing to that journey is a big part of the real love method, right? So it's very much about dating through the lens of self-love. That's why wheel number one comes first in the chronological order. And then wheel number two is about the eight stages of how to move from dating to a relationship. So I'm going to refer to those eight stages in this episode. And I've done other episodes, by the way, where I've gone into the wheels in detail. If you're interested in that, scroll back through the podcast episodes and see maybe the wheels of love is probably the most recently published one that you might be interested in taking a look at if you want to go deeper into this. But when to kiss, this is spoke number five on Relove wheel number two. So spoke number one is attraction. Spoke number two is connection. Spoke number three is vibe check. Spoke number four is dates. And spoke number five is touch. So spoke number five does not need to be all out sex. It can be if you want it to be, but spoke number five does need some kind of physical connection, right? Like it's about holding hands. It's about kissing. So it's going beyond the hypothetical because the reality is that you can't tell whether you have real physical compatibility with someone until you've actually had a physical experience with someone. Up until that point, you know, you can be physically attracted to someone. You could be like feeling the chemistry. You can be feeling the vibe. But once we get to spoke number five, 
five, what we're really doing is that we're moving from chemistry as our prevailing lens through which we are betting the other person in terms of whether they're going to be the right match for us in terms of what it is that we're even looking for. So spoke number five is that reversal point where we start to really emphasize compatibility as the prevailing lens as to whether or not we're going to continue to invest our time and energy in that person. And if we have both chemistry and compatibility, which we will discover at spoke number five, then that would be the invitation to enter into the spoke six territory, which is the garden in Relove language, which is all about really getting to know someone in multiple seasons of their life with multiple touch points over time. So spoke number six is that phase where it tends to be a little bit of a longer journey, but you can usually come around relatively quickly, particularly if you know what it is that you're looking for. You'll tend to come around pretty quickly to spoke number five once you've released any blocks or any unconscious vowels at each one of the spokes of the wheel. Yeah. And so the right time to kiss then in relove language is when you come around to spoke number five, like that would be the time to be figuring out whether there's enough chemistry. Yes. But then also enough compatibility to continue the exploration with this specific person, a digital example. So just say you connect with someone on an app and you like, look at them, you like them, they like you, you jump into the text, you're able to send some text back and forth. They're at least moderately interesting. Then of course you want to be escalating quickly to the vibe check, which is going to be a video date or a phone call usually in that particular context. And then I mean, you can go for a walk or a coffee or something short or time boxed as well, but I usually do encourage you to really quickly, if you're connecting with someone that you like, like really quickly take it to the next step. Like usually, you know, you're again, like a couple of texts back and forth, like you can do all of this within an hour, like be on the phone within an hour, or at least have a plan to get onto the phone later that night. Like with the vibe check, do not make an appointment for next Tuesday. Like if it's currently Wednesday, (laughs) like you've missed the vibe, like you've missed the energy, you missed the flow like ding, 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 you know, suggest a time, jump on the phone, like keep it flowing. This is how to do it in a digital way. And then, you know, you're not getting into fantasy while you're waiting until next Tuesday to see where this person is really interesting. And you are not going to waste your time if it turns out that actually you're being catfished or that this person has sort of a way of speaking in real life, which is totally repulsive to you. Whereas actually they were a fabulous wordsmith. So that's why I always recommend get really quickly around the wheel in these early stages, like get to the vibe check and decide whether or not you actually want to meet them in person. And at that stage, like signal your availability. Yes. Come and have a date with them and have that beautiful, meaningful, intentional time. Remembering still to keep it relatively light in the first date is still using that lens of chemistry. When you're at spoke number four, of course, you're going through Of course, you're also seeing whether there's compatibility there, but you're wanting to vet them through the lens of chemistry. And I have a particular process which I take people through in the Relove program where I support them to understand exactly what it is that they're attracted to and what it is that's a deal breaker for them. So they're not in this stage of, "Mm, I don't know, maybe unclear, ambiguous. It's like, no, (laughs) is it a yes or is it a no? Or is it an I'm not sure? In which case I shall continue to see the person until I have enough evidence for myself to satisfy myself. Is it a yes or is it a no? Are we moving to the next spoke? Yeah, like it can make it really clean and elegant whilst also being really present and alive and genuine and real in the moment and enjoying the actual connection with another human in front of you. Yeah. Like there's an artistry to all of it, but it does require the beautiful, deep self-love work to be 
able to do this in a really fun and elegant way. And so it may be that it's good for you to have another date. Like you don't have to feel rushed to go to spoke number five in the first date. It can be fine for you to take a pause and to see someone again. If you're someone who just wants a little bit more time to get to know somebody. Again, this is probably someone that you've only just encountered potentially somewhere in the last 24 to 72 hours by the time that you are actually meeting in person for a meal or even for a more extended walk around the park, you know? And so invitation is to never put the pressure on yourself. If you'd like to actually have more touch points than just that initial meeting, you never have to push yourself to go to spoke number five if it doesn't feel right. And also know that if you do choose to kiss them, if that feels right, if that's how the situation is organically emerging, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to be right anchored in a deep step six exploration with that person. Yeah. Like you do not need to be jumping into bed with them in kissing them. The invitation is to use that as the checkpoint that it is for you to discern for yourself. Like, is that chemistry there? Is there potentially that physical compatibility there? Am I interested and excited enough to continue on with the exploration with this person? Do I want to keep spinning the wheel with this person? And naturally, the physical connection is only one of the items that you're considering here. I teach my relove as a whole system of the relevant key ingredients. And that's going to be particularly relevant at spoke number six, where you are deepening into that exploration, where you are really starting to ramp up your investment, meaning the investment of your time, investment of your energy. And potentially you don't have to just be dating one person at the spoke number six stage if you don't want to be. And of course, if you're being really open and transparent and clear about what it is that you are doing with all of the people that you are engaged with or what it is that your final destination is, where you're up to, you know, all of these things, I do encourage all of my real lovers to be so clear with all of this. And I support them with communication scripts in the moment because it's really important to be dating from a place of integrity. Yeah, it just makes it really clean and healthy and enjoyable for everybody involved. And so the right time to kiss in summary here is spoke number five. And so now that I've laid out the relove wheel specifically in the context of this question, when is the right time to kiss? What I would really invite you to do is to think about the way that you're currently dating or think about your dating behavior in the past. If you're still preparing to date, think about how it is that you would like to date as well as I'm asking these questions. So are you someone who tends to jump in and spin the wheel really fast? And that can be the case for you right now with the people that you're seeing or historically, like, is this something that you do? Do you tend to spin the wheel a little bit too fast and then regret it later. So do you tend to jump into not just physical connection, but actually like deep attachment and intimacy with someone really, really quickly. And then later ask yourself, why is it that I didn't pay more attention to my intuition? Why is it that I didn't pay more attention to the signs? And I'm not suggesting that the people that you're dating might've been toxic. They may just not be well suited to you or what it is that you're consciously wanting to create in terms of your love life, in terms of your future partnership, or what is it that you're wanting to create? And is that person in alignment with that? Have you tended to kind of go a little bit too quickly into intense conversations? And when I say a little bit too quickly, it's like sort of on the first date, like, are you grilling them about whether or not they were ready to have kids right now or what exactly their career plans are and how that's going to fit with family or with your plans or whatever it is. These are absolutely important questions, by the way. But 
Are you moving a little quickly with those conversations? And are you regretting it later? Or are you doing things and saying things because you want to be like accepted in the moment or to be chosen in the moment? And later you're like, actually, I wish I'd taken a little bit more time to ensure that that was actually a yes for me with that person at that moment. Yeah. So that would be a question. Do you tend to spin the wheel a little bit too fast and then regret it later? Or do you tend to spin the wheel a little bit too slow, meaning that the wheel's actually not really spinning at all, but it's a bit rusty? And do you tend to get stuck on earlier spokes of the wheel and then regret that later because you've missed out on opportunities or you've missed out on openings or, you know, someone else has perhaps misread your pace or your reticence as you not being necessarily interested in them. So they've gone elsewhere. And by the way, I'm a big believer. You are in charge of your pace, right? Like it's not suggesting in asking you these questions that you push or you hustle yourself towards doing something that's not feeling right for you. Listen to your own intuition first and foremost, and to honor what your pace is. But if you're spending a really long time in the earlier spokes, it can indicate that there may actually be a block to love that you have going on, which you may wish to tend to. You might want to take a pause from the dating. You might really want to ensure that you are feeling internally resourced and supportive. And indeed, if you need to move that slow, if you need to talk to someone for six weeks, for example, you know, just ensure that you are actively seeking out other people who are also wanting to move at your pace. And then another example of maybe being a little bit too rusty on the wheel is when you are coming back into the dating world after a period of intentional alone time with that specific goal of connecting with a life partner. And so what I sometimes see here is that women who are actually really alive in their sexuality, really, you know, sex and physical attraction and connection and compatibility is really important for them. However, they've sort of got a mental block around it right now because they've made that decision that, hey, I'm just not fooling around anymore. I'm only going to be dating people who are husband material, you know, therefore they almost artificially lean back and wait too long, like wait too long for them. Right. You know, and it ends up being something they regret later because they end up investing time with people where there's not actually that physical compatibility that's there. And whilst I think it can be really important to make sure that you are vetting somebody appropriately when what it is that you're actively looking for is a serious relationship, I would just invite you to be really conscious that you're not disrupting your own flow, that you're not being artificial in the way that you are pacing yourself if what it is that you're doing is changing your objective in the dating. So that is something that I do occasionally see as well. So those are the questions for consideration. Do you tend to be a little bit too much of a wheel spinner? Do you tend to spin the wheel too fast and then later regret it and wish that you had slowed down? Or do you tend to be somebody who might be moving a little bit too slowly and then again, regret it later, wishing that you had just said yes in the moment and wishing that maybe you'd done a little bit of that self-worth and self-confidence work to feel like you can express yourself authentically. Yeah. In the moment when you had someone who was actually a really awesome fit and who was available standing in front of you. And the invitation is always self-compassion, like never beat yourself up for any of that. The reason why I'm asking you these questions right now is because they're going to guide the answer to the question, when is the right time to kiss? Yeah. 
And so what I mean by that is that if you are somebody who tends to move a little bit too fast, what I invite you to do is wait a little bit longer than you think or that you normally would in order to kiss this next person. Yeah. Or if you're somebody who tends to go really, really, really slowly, then the invitation is if it feels right for you, then consider maybe like not waiting six months to kiss that person. Like if you're feeling like, yeah, hey, I'm feeling it and they're awesome. And in kissing this person, I'm certainly not saying that I'm going to commit to a life with them. Sure. Cool. Okay. I'll give it a go. And then I'll have more information about whether or not there's actually real compatibility with that person. And I will be able to decide from that place whether I want to keep seeing them and go further. So that would be the invitation. Ask yourselves those questions and see what arises from that. All right. So to summarize, when is the right time to kiss? Firstly, it's obviously when it feels right for you. Ask your own intuition and see what feels right. The second one is if you're following the Relove method, kiss at spoke five of the Relove wheel. So that's wheel number two, which you can see over on my website, azizfencer.com. And then thirdly, the invitation would be to ask yourself these two questions. Like, are you someone who tends to spin the wheel a little bit too fast and regret it later? Or do you tend to move a little bit too slow and regret it later? And then if it's a yes to the former, then consider slowing down. And if it's a yes to the latter, then just consider bumping yourself along a little bit in the moment. If of course that feels right for you, make sure that you're practicing that in a low risk environment and that you've got the support structures in place. If you'd like a little bit more of my help, I have a beautiful self-study program called Lovable, which is now available over on my website, ezispencer.com. And particularly if some of the stuff I said about the self-love and the self-worth work in this particular episode resonated with you, you might want to go and check out the self-study. So if you go to ezispencer.com and just click on self-study in the menu, then you'll see all of the details for that program. It's very simple. It's very potent and it will help you to gently dissolve any locks to love, and then you can start to turn the wheel more seamlessly. So it's a really gentle program. It's founded in self-love, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. These are going to be the things you hear me speak about over and over again. And if these are things that might be a little bit out of reach for you, or if you sort of think that they're a good idea from an intellectual standpoint, but you've had some difficulty in terms of really feeling that, in terms of really embodying that, then you might really enjoy that lovable self-study program. It'll probably take you like three or four hours on a Sunday afternoon to sit down and really dive into it. And people are reporting that even just that short amount of time is helping them to improve their relationship with themselves. So helping them to deepen into that greater self-love and self-acceptance. And then if you're interested in going any deeper again with me, I do hold live 12-week transformational journeys. And these are where we really do the deep dive and we get into all of your blind spots and help you to build up a beautiful foundation of self-love from the inside out. And I am going to run one mastermind in 2023, one Relove group mastermind experience in 2023. All of the details are over on my website, ezispencer.com. You can jump onto the waitlist, I will be inviting applications for that and we will get onto a call. We will have a conversation to see whether this is the right match for you. So if anything that I'm saying is piquing your interest and you'd like to go deeper into both wheel one and wheel two, the unconscious vows, the love blocks, all of those kind of things, then go and check out ezyspencer.com and jump onto the waitlist for the one mastermind they'll be running in 2023. I also do offer the one-on-one journeys and I am going to take on more one-on-one clients in 2023. 
And it's still going to be a pretty small group, actually, though, because it is a real immersive experience. So super, super, super excited to be going even deeper with some amazing women who are really ready for love, like really ready to break some patterns of a lifetime, which have been holding them back and are ready to come into that beautiful, juicy intimacy with another person. So go and jump onto the wait list for one-on-one. It's a separate wait list over on ezzyspencer.com if that is interesting for you and when spots become available, I will definitely be alerting my one-on-one wait list first. All right. So thank you again for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. I so appreciate it. I am based in the US, so I do not see your reviews if you are in Australia or Europe or Asia. So thank you so much if you are leaving me a review. And if I don't see them, you're more than welcome to send me a screenshot over to my Instagram, Ezzy Spencer. Just know that you'll absolutely make my day if you leave me a review. And it also helps other potential listeners as well who are trying to figure out are they going to give their time and attention to this so thank you if you are here still here you have given me a lot of time and attention so thank you for being here I absolutely am so grateful for your presence for being in your ears as well as all of your questions so I hope that you have a beautiful day and I'm wishing you so much love